All right. Welcome to the Apex Vaulting Podcast. Um, it's been super busy uh, indoor season. Uh, we've been pretty busy at the club, packed. Uh, a lot of new new athletes uh, trying the vault for the first time. Uh, so it's been a little while uh, since an episode. Um, our last episode, we uh, we talked with Robert Plum, um, and we talked about you know picking colleges and stuff like that. Uh, now at this point in the year, I feel like a lot of people are heading to go to states or they're going to a conference title or something like that. And for coaches and athletes alike, I want to discuss a couple topics, right? Um, before we go into that, of course, um, Apex Vaulting Podcast, if you enjoy it, please uh, subscribe to it on iTunes Podcast, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channels, just Apex Vaulting. Um, also for other social medias, um, Instagram, we're the real Apex Vaulting and Apex Vaulting on Twitter and Facebook. Um, if you have any comments or questions or you need help with something, please feel free to email us at apexvaulting at gmail.com and we'd love to help out. Um, this is episode 106. Um, so I guess what I'm going to start with, I, I had a couple tweets that I put out in the last couple weeks. Um, one, I said, uh, sometimes when coaching a meet, we feel the urge to make an adjustment, grip, pull, step, standards after every jump. Uh, we need to fight that urge, make adjustments when needed, and especially avoid over-adjusting after someone just had a, had a big clearance, right? Um, I think it's only natural. You know, I think sometimes as a coach, we feel like we always have to do something. All right. Or even if you're an athlete jumping at a meet, right? Like you may feel like, oh, well, I have to make a change. You know, the bar's going up. I need to do something. Right. Um, and that's not always the case. I, I think sometimes like something you need to avoid, um, someone clears a bar by a lot. Okay. Just leave everything the same, you know, wait till the next bar. Let's see. C can they make that bar keeping the same grip, step, pull standards. Um, you know, now if they hit it on the way up or, or they actually blow through or, you know, they come down and, okay, now, now we can start playing the adjustment game and look at the variables and what we need to control. But again, try to avoid adjusting when not needed. Cause sometimes like, you know, you might have someone clear, clear bar by a lot. Um, you don't need to make any adjustments and maybe you go up a pole or you go up a grip when you don't need to. And now all of a sudden the person comes down and it's like that beautiful jump just turned into them getting stood up or, you know, maybe now they don't hook up with the jump or something happens, right? Well, now it's real tough. Like, do you go back down grip? Do you go back down a pole? Or do you now try to adjust and make it work when the athlete just showed you that it's not working, you know? Um, so again, I, I think try to try to make adjustments when needed. I know another thing that gets us to sometimes make these adjustments when it's not necessary is, for example, let's say, you know, especially if you're a diligent athlete or a diligent coach, you, ha you have your numbers, you know, you might have notes, you know that, okay, with this grip, this pole, I jumped X, you know, ju just for sake of argument, let's just say it's like, okay, well, I know when I was gripping 13.3 on my 14.65, I jumped 14 feet. And the bar's going to 14 or I'm going for a PR. So I have to go on a bigger pole or I have to be at that grip at least. But every day is different. You know, um, I think sometimes like, hey, you'll, you'd be shocked. You might be able to PR on a smaller pole. You might be able to PR with less grip and vice versa. You know, I've seen situations where I've been at meets and, you know, an athlete blows through. And they're like, well, I, I've never been on the next pole. 
okay, well today you do need to be on it. You know, like you just blew through, you have to go, you know? So don't, I think sometimes we get like married to these numbers um, and we think, okay, we have to do it exactly the way we did it last week or a month ago when we jumped, you know, 14, let's say, right? So it's like, that's not necessarily the case. Today's a different day. Maybe you're running faster. Maybe you're running slower. Maybe the runway's really nice. Maybe the runway's not really nice. You know, maybe maybe the box is not exactly right. You know, I know I've heard from a lot of people that sometimes they go to certain venues and they think the box is not deep enough or it's too deep or whatever the case may be. Um, but again, like try to make adjustments when you need to make adjustments, now, all this talk about grips and poles and everything kind of leads to my next uh, tweet. Um, yesterday, uh, which, I mean, I don't know, I'll probably publish this today, maybe tomorrow. So yesterday or two days ago, I tweeted, um, if you want athletes to have attention to detail as a coach, you must have great attention to detail, right? So I feel like sometimes I'll hear coaches discuss and, you know, maybe you're a coach listening to this, maybe you're an athlete listening to this, Right. But I'll hear coaches sometimes complain that, oh, you know, like my athlete didn't know, you know, where they, where their five left was, or they didn't know where their, uh, what pole they needed to be on, or they didn't know this, or they didn't know that, you know, well, are you on top of that as a coach? You know, I, I can't expect my athletes to be on top of all these numbers if I'm on, not on top of them. Like, cause the more I know those numbers, the more the athlete's going to know them. And then we can have an exchange of ideas because we're both on the same page as far as knowing the numbers. And I think attention to detail even goes deeper than that. Right. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, there's certain universal things. Like I think everybody likes a high pole carry. I think everybody likes, you know, a nice tall run, you know, stuff like that. And yet I'll watch athletes and they're not carrying the pole. Right. You know, you'll, you'll see like, you know, and for those of you on YouTube, you'll see this, you know, it's like, you'll see the wrist down, you know, elbow flared up and they're chugging along the runway like that. And it's like, okay, that's something that could easily be corrected during pole runs, pole drops in warmups before you even get on the runway for a pole vault practice. But if you're not getting on top of your athletes about those little things, well, you know, you're not having great attention to detail. Well, then those things are going to slip on your athletes. You're not going to see a nice pole carry. You know, you're not going to see that wrist and elbow position uh, that's proper while the athlete's running down the runway. Um, you as a coach have to be on top of that. You know, um, you have to be mindful too of like, how are your athletes running? You know, um, are they front side? Are they backside? You know? Uh, are they developing their run progressively? Or are they like coming out really small out the back and then overstriding at the end? You know, it's like you have to pay attention to these variables as a coach in order for you to coach the athlete properly. And then also furthermore, teach the athlete to pay attention to those things. But if you as a coach are not mindful of it, your athletes can't be mindful of it either. So as coaches, we have to be the first ones. We have to take that leadership role and pay attention to all these details so that the athletes start to pay attention to these details. Now, for those of you out there that are listening to this and like, well, I don't really have a coach. I'm, I'm on my own, you know? Well, you as a self-coached athlete, you have to start paying attention to these small details. You know, these are things that are going to make a difference. Cause I think, um, 
gosh, I, I remember an old video uh, where they were interviewing Brad Walker when he was still jumping. And, and he was talking about like, you know, part of the problem with pole vault is so much fun. Everybody just wants to jump. Right. And I think especially for athletes who don't, you know, have a coach, um, you know, it's kind of easy to get away with just jumping. You have fun. Um, but then practice. And this goes even with people who are coaching, too. Sometimes like it's fun to watch people jump from full approach. But then we get caught up in, in the game of we just play the game of like, how high can I grip? What, how big of a pole can I get on today? And that's fine. I, I think that, you know, sprinkling in long run days throughout a season, you know, and programming that into your practice sessions every once in a while has value. But if that's all you do, practice one practice after another is just I go to my full run, my furthest run I can. I grip as high as I can, and I go on as big a pole as I can. You're going to plateau. You're going to hit a certain level where like, okay, that's, that's all the progress you're going to make with that. And once you plateau, you're going to, if you keep going down that route, you're actually going to start to regress. So you have to be a little bit more mindful, again, going back to details about how you program a practice, you know, how, what do you do at practice? If practice is just, all right, let's jog a little bit, do a couple skips, get on the runway, you know, do a couple pop-ups and then back to a long run. Well, first of all, what are you doing with those couple pop-ups? I'd like to know that. But two, it's like, you're just going back to a full run every time. Again, you're going to plateau. So you have to start to pay attention to those details. If your run is a problem, well, maybe you need to spend more time even off the runway doing some run stuff. Um, if your takeoff is an issue, maybe you need to do some takeoff drills, some various approaches with or without a carry, you know, if your swing is a problem, you got to do some swing drills, you know? And so it's like, you have to start to program, program that in. And I think an easy way to kind of discipline yourself as a coach and as an athlete, if you're on your own is cut up the week, let's say Mondays. Okay, first day of the week, maybe you're fresh, you know, you took Saturday, Sunday off, or Sunday was completely off. So Monday, you want to make that your big day. Fine. That's your big day. You're going to do that short warm up, get on the runway, get back to that long run. Let's push the limits. Okay, fine. Let's say Wednesday now, make that a drill only day. You just, you're mindful of it. You are going from three lefts or inside of that, and you're only doing drills. You're only doing drills. Maybe, maybe at the very, very end of practice from three left or less, you could do a couple full jumps, but you're going to drill that day. Then maybe Friday, you know, if there's no meet on Saturday, maybe Friday, then that's your like medium day. You can start off with some drills and then try to apply that to a further approach. Let's say a four or five, maybe even six left, depending on the athlete, right? Like, like if you run a nine left, okay, a six is kind of a medium for you. If your furthest run is a six, you probably want to be in at a four. Okay. But that's that now by like already now having that schedule, like you program that out. Now you can be disciplined and focus on those details and really address everything that you need to do with your vault. Right. Um, because I think the problem is like a lot of people go into pole vault practice. And like I said, it's just jog a little bit, a couple skips and let's get on the runway. And the only thing we could do to progress that is like, well, we just keep going back on the runway further and further. And it seems like every practice we get back to that seven and we're just trying to get on a big pole. So, you know, what, what are we trying to actually accomplish? Um, again, I think some people think that, okay, well, 
let's try to fix technical things from that full approach. It's possible. It's not impossible. Um, but I think it's a lot harder at full speed from a seven maxing out to try to fix your takeoff, to try to fix your swing, to try to fix your pull carry. You know, I, I think the thing is, if you can't fix something from a drill where we've now moved it in, where it's going to be a lot slower, right? Like you're not going to run as fast from two lefts as you do from seven, right? Um, let's say even like if we're addressing the run and carry and plant. Well, it's a lot easier to focus on your pull carry and plant on a pull run than it is when you're jumping from a seven. It just is. From a seven, let's face it. You're thinking about, you know, can I clear that bar? Can I wrap that bungee? Can I get in the pit? These are your major concerns when you're at a seven and it's, it's happening very, very quickly. So it's going to be very difficult to now make a minute adjustment to the pole carry and plant. Whereas like if you go to a pole run, that's more possible. Now, if you go back to like, again, that schedule, I said, Monday's big day, Wednesday's drill day, Friday's medium. Well, on that Wednesday, you could hammer low carry plants from a two, or you could really hammer just take off with the full carry plant from a three and really just go over and over and over and really try to work on that movement. Um, I think by being disciplined and detail oriented like that, you can actually start to make some technical changes to someone's vault. You know, and again, if you're an athlete on your own doing that schedule, you'll actually be able to do that. You know, um, I also, if you're an athlete on your own, I, I would try to get a buddy to maybe video every other jump or every, every five jumps, you know, I don't think you have to get every jump, but just that way you can, okay. Spot check. Like, all right. Yeah. That does look better. And maybe I need to jump up more now. Okay. Work on that for the next five jumps, then get a video. Um, but yeah, I, I think these are super important things to kind of think about as you're heading into this later part of the season, you know, what, what do you need to focus on? Pick out some detail, you know, do you want to fix your carry a little bit? Do you want to fix your takeoff? Do you want to fix your swing? Do you maybe have to work on your turn going into these bigger meets? Okay. That should be the, 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 the technical cue or the technical goal going into these meets. And again, um, as I said before, uh, with the first tweet, don't make adjustments just for adjustments sake. You know, if someone clears a bar big, even again, if you're an athlete on your own, if you blow up a bar, just keep everything the same. Wait till you blow through, wait till you have to make a change. Then it's going to be a lot easier, especially if you feel a blow through and, and you hit the bar on the way up, it's going to be really easy to be like, all right, that pole bent a lot. I hit it on the way up. I got to go up a pole. Or, you know what, the pole didn't bend a lot, but I still move the pole really well, hit it on the way up. I got to go up a grip now, you know? So like that makes it a lot easier to make that adjustment, you know? Um, we don't want to be guessing, you know? I, I think also, again, going into these meets, I think sometimes, you know, nerves get the best of us, you know, whether you're a coach or an athlete, um, I think, you know, regardless of what anybody says, you know, you're, you're at a state meet, conference meet, whatever, you know, you're trying to score points for your team. Um, you're kind of like, oh, we really we got to get that next bar. And so you start like guessing. Well, it's like, well, what if the athlete runs faster? What if the athlete jumps up better? Well, they're going to blow through. So let me preemptively up grip, up pull back a half because I think they're going to do that. Well, now what happens if they run the same? Well, now they're going to be out. Now they're going to reach for the box. And then they're going to get stood up. 
and now you wasted an attempt where maybe they could have just cleared the bar with everything the same, you know? So try not to let the nerves get you. Don't try to, you know, be, make these preemptive moves, guessing what the athlete might do. You know what I mean? Like call it the way you see it, you know? And um, I guess I'll end this podcast with a story. Perfect example. Uh, one of my athletes years ago, uh, she would go on to jump 13, nine and three quarters. She was division three national champion. Um, when she was a freshman in college, um, she was, uh, I think her PR was like, mm, she would jump 12, two that year. So anyway, so, um, she had gotten in the habit of, especially in warmups, she would not take up her full run. I think she was doing seven left at the time. She would just not take her sevens up. She would just run through, like she would like kind of run hard to the mid and kind of run through, run through. And I was, uh, doing a very good job of guessing what grip and pull she should start on. <laughs> and, you know, three or four meets into the season, we were doing okay. I mean, she was jumping pretty consistently around 11, 9, 12, you know, which is, again, she would end up jumping 12 to that year. So it's right on par, you know, very consistent. And we ended up going to this one meet where, again, she just runs through all these sevens and she no hided that day, you know. And uh, I didn't guess so good, I guess, you know, and I, I remember sitting down with her and explaining to the athlete that like, look, like we can't play this game anymore. I, I can't like, listen, I'm trying my best, but you're putting me in a spot where I'm, I'm guessing, you know, you run through and I'm like, mm, yeah, the mid looks good. I feel like the speed is good. She should be able to get on this pole. Well, we're going to keep running into these issues. Then I'm like, from now on, I'm going to call it the way I see it. So if you run through. We're just going to go down a grip, move up a half. And if you run through again, we're going to go down a grip, move up a half, go down a pull. And as you run through again, I'm just going to keep doing that until you take off. And once you take off and I see what happens with the jump, sure, fine. If you blow through, we'll go up grip. We'll go up pull, all that. But you got to show me something in warmups. So this, is, this was even a warmup situation where this was happening. But once we went to that, where it was like, all right, look, I'm going to call it the way I see it. Now we started getting better performances. That's when eventually, you know, she did jump 12 too, and you know, she did well. But I, I think, again, that's me as a coach, one, trying to be a good guesser. And I think anytime you put yourself in that situation where you're trying to guess stuff, um, you, you're going to start to see some inconsistencies start to creep in and you're not going to guess right all the time. Like I get it, you know, if you're at the state championship or you're at nationals and this is it, this bar, if they make it, they win, they miss, they lose, like whatever. All right. Sometimes we got to throw a hail Mary, right? Like you got, you got to make your best guess. And, you know, obviously in a safe way, uh, but you got to make your best guess and, and, you know, hopefully it works, you know, every once in a while I get doing that. But if you continually do that every me, you know, cause you're trying to PR so bad. The thing is inconsistency creeps in. I think your best bet is to call it the way you see it. Somebody clears the bar by a lot, keep everything the same. If somebody's not blowing through, don't go up a pole because you think they'll need it, you know? Because I, I love, like, I, I, can't, I can't tell you how many times I've heard the following. It's like, oh, I always run faster on my third attempt. Maybe. Maybe. Kind of sounds like the same thing where I hear people all the time. It's like, every time I'm running late, I always hit a red light. I think it's confirmation bias, right? You remember in your head every time you ran faster on your third attempt and blew through, 
What you don't remember is all the third attempts where you get stood up or you didn't blow through and you just missed and whatever. You don't remember any of those. You also don't remember any of the third. You probably don't even remember the third attempt makes at like opening bars where you didn't make any changes. You just jumped better, you know, but you do remember the blow throughs. You're like, damn, that day I could have went up a pole. I would have made it. It's confirmation bias. I think <laughs> I, I there, there's far too many athletes that are always just like, oh man, I run faster in my third attempt. We need to go up. It's like, dude, you barely moved the pole in second attempt. We're not going up. I, I don't care if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but we're going to safely get into the pit in the next one. So again, I, I think, you know, try to hesitate, you know, over adjusting at meets, call it the way you see it. Um, that, that'll help you a lot more. Cause again, if you call it the way you see it, it's not only easier for you as a coach, but also for the athlete. And again, this is even for athletes who are kind of coaching themselves, but it's easier for you as an athlete. Because now you know, it's like, okay, for me to have to go up a grip or for me to go up a pole, I'm going to have to move this pole better. Coach is not going to just grip me up to grip me up, you know? Um, in fact, even last night, I, I, I was talking to, to a coach and, and she was explaining how, you know, one of her athletes, not jumping that well in practice. And she said, well, I, I think I need to go up. Well, why? And not that the person wasn't landing like shallow but the jump was just not good. Like they're, they're not hooking up with the jump. They weren't, they weren't finishing takeoff and swinging up and then getting to the turn. They were just kind of leaning back and falling off the top of the pole. And um, yeah, I mean, you could go up, but that's not going to fix your technique. You know what I mean? Um, So, you know, it was one of those situations where it's like the coach had to talk to the athlete and explain that. And I think that's a good job of the coach doing that Um, because sometimes as athletes, you know, and again, coaches make this mistake too. It's like, we get married to those numbers and we're like, well, no, but I know on this next pole, I always jump well. Well, yeah, because every time you blow through and are running well and swinging well, you blow through and you have to go to this pole. So it's a good day. You're moving well, you're swinging well. So you need to be on that pole, but forcing yourself on that pole is not going to make your jump better. You know? So I think sometimes it's one of those situations too. Again, going back to confirmation bias, like, well, on this pole, I always jump high. Yes, because when you get on that pole, you're having a good day, you're running fast, you're hitting a good mid, you're hitting a good takeoff, you're swinging well. Today, you're not hitting a good mid, you're not hitting a good takeoff, you're not swinging well. So going on that pole is just going to make your job more difficult because you're not doing well on this smaller pole. You know, hopefully this uh, makes sense and uh, you found this, this helpful. Um, again, uh, please subscribe to the apex vaulting, uh, podcast on iTunes. Um, you can also follow us on, uh, or subscribe on YouTube. It's just apex vaulting, the real apex vaulting on Instagram, apex vaulting on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have any comments or questions and you help with something pulvert related, uh, please email us at apex at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody.